the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday as March is starting to come to an end. And, man, can't get here fast enough. Uh, March Madness has lived up to its name. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And, man, it, it is... They're, they're trying today, you know, a little calm in the markets. I don't know. Uh, credit default swaps continue to be a problem here. Even the Fed's own tracking mechanism now starting uh, to show uh, significant signs of weakness. This, this thing's not over. Uh, they, they've spent a lot of money. We, here, the money we know of. Uh, Fed's balance sheet wise, you know, uh, 394 billion, let's call it 400 billion dollars added to their balance sheet over the last two weeks. I mean, that almost takes away all of quantitative tightening, which they've been spending what, a, the better part of a year plus. And in two weeks, uh, that all went away. But, but again, uh, we're going to have to wait to see. This is going to be, uh, the data from here on out is going to be very, very interesting. We're going to have to pay particular attention to the data that comes in in March and obviously uh, the April data to start to gauge what the effects of all of this are going to be. And here's the problem now. You know, we had Credit Suisse go under. Call it what you want. Okay, they they, they orchestrated this this. Uh, merger uh, between them and, and UBS, and, and, and here's the problem. They're no better off, right? So this is, we don't know where the next hit could be. Is is First Republic, is that over? I don't think so, and I'll tell you why I don't think so, because the math still's the same, right? The math is still the same. We'll see. Is another bank, there's been a lot of talk about uh, some bigger regional banks, Comerica, seeming to come up quite often as another one of these that has uh, potential issues. I'll say it. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. If you're if you're vulnerable, and uh, those of you listening, you know if you're vulnerable or not. You know if you are or aren't. Don't be lazy here. I, I, will, I learned some new information. I met with a client of ours. He was in First Republic. And guess what? Way over where he should have been. But again, it, it just happened. It wasn't that you know it, it was over time. Uh, the, he, he had sold the business, uh, got a big check, right? He, he, he puts it there, thinks, you know, this is where to be. Let me tell you what I learned. He was trying to get his money out, Jason, and guess what uh, First Republic was doing? Hey, we're only going to let you take out 25000 a day. 
So he had to transfer right day after day after day. So these are things too that it kind of makes uh, Silicon Valley Bank now all of a sudden it makes more sense because I was like, man, how could uh, the bank be like every single deposit wanted out of the bank in 48 hours? Well, the chances were by by that first week, by that Monday or Tuesday. Why do I get the feeling Silicon Valley Bank was starting to limit, hey, you're only, we're only allowing you to take X amount of dollars out a day. And that's problematic because I think a lot of people are like, well, you know what? Uh, Joe will talk about it and, and, and then I'll, I'll just move it all at once. Well, the banks can do anything they want. And all of a sudden they can just say, hey, you know what? We're only going to let you transfer out 25,000. Remember what they did in Europe? In Europe, they didn't let you do any of that. You couldn't close your account. You couldn't transfer your accounts. I mean, if it gets bad enough, uh, you may be stuck. So don't be lazy, right, Jason? Yes, some echoes of uh, Greece and Cyprus in there. And it's kind of like uh, your boat's taken on water. And so they don't want everyone to take all their money out all at once. So they just, you know, it's a bucket at a time, right? They're trying, trying to keep themselves floating. <laughs> and it's just uh, it's just not working, Joe. And, you know, this... This is going to happen more and more. We, Joe and I were talking briefly before the show, and I said, "Well, but when's the you know when's what's the next bank that's going to fail?" But we don't know when it is. It's going to happen. I, I think there's too many banks that are locked, you know, laced fingers together, and you, there's too much of that. And, and without any independence from the system, without being apart from what, what everybody else is basically investing in, you're going you're going to feel it. I mean. Joe, I just wonder on on a small scale how much Chinese uh, they're 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 a commercial and uh, residential housing market crashing a, a year and two years ago. I wonder how much of that is, is slowly seeping into this. You know, they, I haven't heard anyone connected together, but these things, these companies, they're worldwide companies that own these things. You know, we don't know where either. So it, it may not start here. Right? It may not be First Republic. It may not be Silicon Valley. It could be a European bank, an Asian bank, a Japanese bank, a UK bank, right? And again, here you go, right? And it starts all over again. Uh, and and now, uh, Jason, we're, we're worried, very, very worried with commercial real estate. Uh, you know, when you when you have twenty percent of the commercial real estate uh, debt, about a trillion dollars. Uh, coming due this year on a five trillion dollar market that needs to be refinanced, and people are just hey, there's a lot of math being done saying yeah, no, nope, that math doesn't work. And companies, listen, companies, they're all about math, right? Hey, the math doesn't work. Hand them the keys back and walk away. And what kind of pressure, and we know these small and, and these uh, mid-major banks, half of their portfolio is in commercial lending. So, again, when's the next shoe and where's the next shoe? Those are the questions. We'll be back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. The Dow is up today, uh, about 170 points. Uh, the S&P's up 35 the Nasdaq's up 125. Uh, and I, I gotta say, uh, no bank, uh, had a blowout today. Uh, gold's down five, had a big day yesterday. Gold's down five here, 1968. Silver is unchanged, uh, at 2333. And Jason, guess what? The markets don't care. You can, 
You can put a paper price on anything you want. The, the, the physical markets are the ones that are going to be setting the prices here. Uh, just look at gasoline as well. We'll talk about oil in a minute, but if you're tired of all of this stuff, uh, you've got $50,000 or more to invest, but you want something outside of Wall Street. Hey, I, I'm looking at a, you know, like we say here, you listen, you can't put all your money into gold and silver. That's idiotic. You don't do that. People don't do that. You got to stay diversified. You got to check out, uh, why refi. I mean, this is the the student loan. This is the distressed. This is people that have defaulted on their private student loans. And these, you know, and we hear all the horror stories uh, about student loans. And and uh, the the guys over at Y Refi, uh, they've been doing this for over forty seven years. But they were in this student loan debt market. They found a niche and found out, hey, guess what? A lot of these borrowers that had defaulted can pay. If somebody would just treat them with a little bit of respect, right? But the banks, they look at credit score and that's it. You know, we talked about all these banks that are good, getting ready to, to go away and now you're going to be left dealing uh, with these uh, these big banks and they just go by a spreadsheet. A lot of these rules, like for investments, right, they can't touch this stuff. No, my, our rules don't allow us. That's that's too risky, right? We can invest in Silicon Valley Bank, right? But we can't invest in, in, in these people. Well, why refi does it? They do a great job of it. Uh, they're able to buy this debt at a huge, huge discount because it's at the collection agencies and whatnot. The average person with, that deals with why refi has their entire student loans paid off in, in eight and a half years or less. Uh, you can get up to 10.25% return. Check them out. Invest, yrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com or 888-Y-REFI-24 as another alternative in, in you know, getting, getting rates, Jason, better than you can get in money markets, uh, and all of those things. And, and again, I'll give you out a lot of people now, you know, it's so funny. They, they wait until, uh, you know, the bad stuff is happening before they reach out. But I was talking to Joey yesterday. Uh, a lot of you getting smart here, starting to call him now. Get it done. Get it done. Do it now. If, if Jeff Gunlotch, uh, uh, Ed, uh, who do we, uh, Edward Dowd, right? If these guys are right, 60 days from today is going to look much different. Uh, Joey's number 602-909-9048. And Jason, the St. Louis Fed, they have the financial stress index. That's what they call it. Uh, this is how the Fed views the debt markets. And, and obviously right in the title, stress in the debt markets. And, and what they're saying is the stress is starting to spread. And Jason, they have this chart. They have 2001. Remember, that was kind of the end of the tech bubble, right? Then, of course, we know, right, we have the financial crisis. And now, all of a sudden, we have the, the remember the, I'll call it the taper tantrum, right? right at the end of 2019, the, the taper tantrum. Well, guess what, Jason? The St. Louis Fed says, Hey, uh, the stress index now, 
outside of those three events is at the highest levels. And unfortunately, they said they anticipate those levels uh, going even higher. So uh, once again, even the Fed knows that the, the stress in the credit markets is starting to spread. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when these banks started to fail a few weeks ago, uh, you know, looking it up and, and what happens when these things go on, uh, a lot of times these banks, when they fail, the, the assets and everything about their holdings takes uh, 60 to 90 days to, to, to unravel it all. So sometimes the pain doesn't really start until 60 to 90 days. So when you said 60 days, you know, when you're talking about these guys saying 60 days, uh, What's going to happen is is how many more banks are going to have ultra, you know, ultra stress or be failing in the next 60 days, and, and then this thing will just start turning over itself very quickly. It'll start it'll start to pile up. It's like the the snowball going down the hill, so to speak, where it's just it's this little thing that's going down the hill. And okay, that's where we're at a few weeks ago. The banks, the few banks that went down, oh, they're not that big, and we can we can handle, we can we we can fix that. But the snow, it, the snowball just keeps gathering snow and getting bigger and bigger until it turns into this massive thing that can just bowl through a house, right? That's yeah, what I think is yeah. going to be happening this year, Joe. I, I hope you're wrong. I do. Uh, it's it's about speed. That speed is is a very important factor. If it happens quickly, I mean, Silicon Valley came out of nowhere. Right, Credit Suisse, we were talking about Credit Suisse, like we were talking about Credit Suisse last year. And that they, there, there was the warning signs that they were in trouble. Now, uh, the bank that acquired them, UBS, is saying, oh, hey, uh, you know what, uh, we, we may be in trouble, right? You know, two bad banks coming together and, and I think speed is going to dictate if it goes quickly, if there's an avalanche that's going to be a problem that'll be a a major major blow here and and think about like i said you've got competing sides to this right blackrock oh don't bet on a rate cut you're you're you're, you know that's not gonna happen jeffrey gunlock oh it's happening right it's happening mira rabini it's happening uh jeremy siegel Right, the Mr. the Nobel Laureate himself came out twice in the last what seventy-two hours. First of all, calling this the Fed's model absurd and that the Fed is going to have to cut rates. And and guys, that just means there's gonna be a lot of stress that we don't see this particular second. Like right now, Wall Street's like, okay. For this particular minute, right? It's almost like, like a, a an addict, right? Right? You got to stay clean, right? You know, oh, oh man, I got to stay clean for a year. That's overwhelming, right? I'm, no, hey, I just got to stay clean for the next five minutes, right? I got to stay clean for the next hour, right? I, you know, you you just lit these little chunks, but that is an opportunity to allow you to get your affairs in order. Like I said, don't be lazy here because this isn't over. This is just starting because when you look at every, and and again, we're looking at debt markets, the stress on these markets. Okay, look at what I just said. It's almost at 01. Listen, it is one little pinch away from being uh, the dot-com bubble. 
right? Then the next one is is, is the the taper tantrum, and then of course the financial crisis. Jason, this these are signs that are telling you get your house in order. Yeah, this is a great time to be saving money because uh, if, if things go uh, very badly in the next couple of weeks or the next few months, if things go badly the rest of the year, if things don't get really bad until next year, it doesn't really matter because once you've saved, you put a lot of this stuff away and, and hold it in a safe place. And I think the inflation is something that's going to be uh, a massive, massive disaster for the world, and, and then especially in this country, as it rears its head, I think, in a major way later. You're going to be in a safe place holding assets, and and if you're if you're an investor type, you can then bring that gold in after it's gone up to three thousand dollars an ounce. It's like, hey, there's something else I want to go get put my money in, and instead of having that devalued, inflated, destroyed cash sitting in the bank or at home, you'll have uh, you, you'll have uh, kept it safe for that period of time in gold and silver. Uh, the other thing is just savings in general. You should be savings in a time like this. In an inflation-driven situation like this, uh, having debt or adding debt to your to your uh, situation is very bad. So savings is the opposite of debt. And the more of this you can do and the earlier you can do it, the more beneficial it will be to you, especially with inflation. When there's inflation like this, Joe, there's just never a better time to buy than to get it while the inflation's hot because – Gold is not really an investment, so so to speak. It's more of savings. And when inflation's hitting hard and it's hot like it is the last couple of years, if you can get on it, you know, we, Joe, we don't even know how long the inflation will be elevated for how many years or if it's permanent. And we don't know if we're going to get in, you know, is that CPI later on? Is it going to subside for a few months and then suddenly jump up to 10 or 12 and the you know, record levels, right? Got to get that I stuff put it. away. You got to buy gold yeah. and silver. I hate it. I do because I know what make. There's only one thing that's going to make it go away. That's a big crash. Big. Why? Why so big? Well, because they they blew the bubble. I mean, let's face it. I mean, think about the financial crisis. We took the Fed's balance sheet from a tr- uh, seven hundred billion to four point five trillion. Well, it's almost nine trillion now, right? Think how big that is. How much bigger that is. The debt. What's the debt in 08? Seven, eight, maybe nine trillion, right? We don't even know what the debt is right now because we're at the debt ceiling. But we know this. We know it's at least 32 trillion plus what's on the Fed's balance sheet. So we, we know we're over 40 trillion. And this is kind of the, the situation that we talk about. Right, the Fed running for cover and cutting the rates will mean that. And again, I hate to say, remember we called it the double Great Depression for a while. That's what we were calling it. Because the Great Depression, we had deflation. Right, deflation. And think about what that means for the banks. Not only did they buy these long-term securities at these ridiculous rates, one percent, half percent, who knows. And are losing. Could you imagine? Then the underlying assets start dropping in price, magnifying the losses. Right? Uh, Case Schiller was out today talking about home prices. I've never seen a guy go. He was like, "Home prices are very, 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 very high. They have to come." down 
I don't know. Do they? Right? It depends, right, Jason? I mean, uh, they they don't yeah. have to. It depends. I mean, are they going to keep throwing money? Listen, they just created $400 billion out of thin air. Yeah, inf- inflation makes it hard for these guys. You know, you can, you can, some guy could say, hey, I've been I've been watching these in uh, economic markets for 30 years, and I'm an expert, and they can say this stuff, but were they doing this during the 70s and early 80s? You know, you got to be one of those guys and, and, and be an expert back and then even, and an expert now. those guys, right? You know, it were the debt was four five hundred billion dollars. No one had a right. credit card. Credit cards didn't exist. No one had student loan debt, right? You know, a home was twenty six thousand dollars. This is much much worse. Much much different. Uh, you know, I'll give you a perspective. Listen, it has been insatiable. The demand in gold is off the charts. Listen, gold's down $5. $20 gold pieces are now $2,430 in rising. Right now, it's, you know what? I've been buying every $10 Liberty I can buy because they're cheap. Today, I got $10 Liberties. Listen, they were eleven eighty yesterday. They're eleven eighty today. But now it's a $70 difference. Because guess what? The big guys, they don't care. Nope. Give me the, the one ounce because that guy the most room and give me all that you can. Jason, that is a new record. Two $10 liberties, $70 less than a 20. That's where you put your money. That's what we want you buying today. $10 liberties, $1,180 at 800-951-0592. Patriotto News Hour. Joe and Jason here uh, on this Wednesday. Just to give you an idea here on commercial real estate. I think this is the the next eye of the hurricane here. So we've already, the banks have been weakened, right? Every bank that isn't the big six to eight banks has been materially weakened. Hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars of deposits pulled. Now you start thinking about, okay, what does their debt look like now? Because that, that, that was a math problem, right? Now, now we're saying, well, we got a math problem. Now we think we got a debt problem on top of it. Commercial real estate is 43% of small banks' loans. To give you perspective, I told you it's a $5 trillion market. Small banks. Banks are two trillion of the five trillion. So this uh, this is not Silicon Valley. And this is not First Republic because th- those are more like regional banks. We're talking small banks. So these are going to be banks outside the top one hundred banks, and this is going to be another huge. Problem, uh, so big of a problem. Uh, the Warden School, Jeremy Siegel, he's been out on on CNBC at least twice. I think he was on Friday. I think he was again on Monday, talking about how absurd the Fed is. So when the Fed raised rates, they released a bunch of their economic models, 
And you've got a guy who has been, listen, this guy is a Fed cheerleader, has always been. He's a central banker at heart. I mean, he's he's an economist, but, you know, he, he believes in the power of banking. And, and just had to say, I don't know what these guys are looking at. These models are absolutely absurd. They said that their economic outlook is way off base. And, Jason, we're starting to hear for the first time, people are openly starting to question Jay Powell. Remember, I told you he was a patsy. I have told you this guy has been, for years, I've been telling you this guy's a patsy. All the Fed chiefs are patsies. They put someone there that can that can take the brunt of the criticism, and uh, I guess if there's a, if there's praise, I guess they can have that too. But, Joe, you talk about these big banks, and, and they're susceptible, and the small banks are even more susceptible. Uh, when when uh, Silicon Valley banks going under, and they have these assets that people, you know, other banks don't want to buy, well, won't buy, didn't buy, didn't buy, and and. These assets are some of the same stuff that the big banks own. So, no, it's not going to hurt the big bank directly. But if they can't sell these assets and, and the big banks are holding the same stuff, theirs just became less valuable. And, and, and it starts to spook these, this industry very quickly. Uh, how are we going to get rid of ours? If, let's just say for banks that aren't going under currently. And uh, I remember in the big short, Joe, it's, 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 it's really – a good visual when uh, they're talking about the mortgage-backed securities getting ready to go under, and, and uh, Ven is trying to sell it to the uh, to the guys, and he brings out the Jenga game, and 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 Silicon Valley Bank—that's one of the little blocks that came out. It, it doesn't collapse the whole Jenga tower, but you keep pulling these blocks out, right, Joe? And the whole thing just comes down, right? It's, like, uh, it doesn't matter what the assets that are dead and, and buried that are going to cause this crash, but it's going to happen, one Jenga block at a time, right, Joe? Until the thing falls. And, and just listen to what this guy has to say. He said it's their economic outlook, talking about the Fed, after the rate hike and releasing all these data points, is so off base. I don't care what the market thinks. There is no way. Think about the word. Listen, this guy, use it, he knows how to use his words. He didn't say there's only a small chance or there's 10%, 20%, or it's 50, 50. You know, there is no way central bankers can lower inflation and stabilize the banking system. It's not possible. He goes, it's absurd to think that it is. And that really should tell you all you need to know about the situation we're in. And again, Jason and I, we've been telling you for years, they're in, they're in a box. There's no good answer here. Listen, I wish there was. Believe me. I wish I could say to Jay Powell, Jay Powell, here's what you need to do. Do this. Like I told you, raising those rates was a policy mistake. But guess what? Not raising the rates is a policy mistake. Right? It doesn't nope. matter. Right? No matter, do nothing, do something, right? Raise the rates. Don't raise the rates. Lower the rates. Guess what? They're all mistakes, every single one of them. The question is, which mistake do you like best? Right. Right, Joe, I know it makes no economic sense, but this is why I think whether they do it uh, you know, with their actual numbers 
or whether they just they, they send this money to places under the carpet like they did in uh, 2010 when we found out they didn't give $5 trillion out, they gave $29 trillion out. That's why I think they're going to be handing out money and raising the rates, or at least at, at best maybe just stop raising the rates and keep them flat. I, I, think, they, I think they do both these things, not because they want to do that. It's just because I think that's the, the only play they got to push it down the road a little longer. Print the money, give it to whoever, whatever holes they can fill, and uh, raise the rates to try to stop the inflation from getting worse. I, that's, what I, that's why I keep thinking they'll raise rates or at least um, at worst – just leave them where they're at, because I. Yeah, and, and again, how I can you go down to zero? How can you go down to zero right now with inflation? We, how we can have you a do difference that? of opinion here. I think they're going to save the banking system. That's just what I think. And and, and I already here's we'll the see. problem. Here's where I sit on it. They're already late. That's the problem again. They're late again. Jeremy but Siegel want, again. Joe, don't I don't want know to if the bank? Fed understands the implications of its own numbers. Don't they want to be the bank, though? Having banks fail, doesn't that help their their digital currency? It, wouldn't that be the, the Wouldn't that be the the play? The, the script is uh, hey, well, we're going to be the bank, so now we can go ahead and fight the inflation. And if the banks fail, they fail because we're going to be the bank. I mean, they, doesn't they that make, kind of make handle, sense? They, they can't handle more than a handful of banks going under. That's all they got, guys. I hate to tell you, they can't handle it. Why do you think Janet Yellen's like, yeah, no, we're not doing the deposit thing for all these banks? Because they are, she already knows these small banks are done. They're done. Sorry, I wish they weren't. And they're done not because of their own volition, it's because of the policies set forth by the central bank. They've been forced to buy these securities at a ridiculous rate of return. And now that the rate of return has gone through the roof, they're SOL. Well, the only way to get them un-SOL is get the rate of return back to zero. Now, I don't know. That's just me. Call me crazy. Buy that gold, 1180 on those $10 libs. We'll be back right after the break. 800 951 It's going to be a dark, dark day. Uh, I got... Taxes are going to have to go way up. Taxes are going to have to go way up. There's no doubt about it. Already uh, the IRS is, is letting uh, letting everybody know the money coming into the Treasury has been slowing and slowing at a faster pace as the months go by here. Uh, this is a we, – we got debt problems everywhere uh, today, crude oil. Which it's so bizarre because crude's been hammered. Uh, was down, I think at one point got into the uh, the upper sixties. It's like seventy four dollars right now. Gas is through the roof. You know why? It's real simple. You can set the paper price at anything you want, anything you want. But physical price is setting precedent. They're trying to kid themselves. Gas here in Arizona is uh, four and a half dollars. Everywhere, four and a half dollars. That's 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 the price when crude was like a hundred. It's like seventy four dollars today. I mean, two days ago it was seventy dollars. But guess what? We're getting these weird reports out. Uh, the 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 government came out today and said there was seven and a half million barrels less 
crude this week than last week. Cushing Oklahoma down a couple million. Gasoline, depending on the API said gasoline inventories were down almost 6 million barrels. The government said it was 3 million barrels. But either way, Jason, again, we, we, we're, we're fighting this losing fight here where they're trying to convince people things are really better than what they are. But yet when you look at energy prices, Jason, and again, we're coming out of winter here. We're getting ready to hit spring. I got a feeling this is going to be another one of those whoopsies when it comes to the, these inflation numbers that the central bank's going to look at. And again, what what are they going to pick? Are they going to fight the inflation? Are they going to try to hedge their bets and not raise rates? Or are they going to try to save the banks and lower rates? Uh, my guess is by the end of this, Jason, they'll have done all three. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, Joe, that uh... – the paper numbers are just weird, you know, and especially if you look at the indices, the, uh, they're just sitting there for 27 months. We're coming into April of 2023. And uh, it has nothing to do with Biden, but when Biden took office in January, you know, the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ are just kind of in the same place for all this time. No downward movement, no permanent downward movement, no permanent upward movement. I mean, we, we use the gold and silver spot price, Joe, and sort of kind of the same as early 2020. You know, 2021, where gold kind of got to that you know, 18, 19, 2000 dollar price range, but yet look at look at the premiums of gold and silver since 2021. You know, you're going to pay more for the answer. I mean, I, look, gold prices are about the same because in 2020 gold got to uh, to record levels, and in 2021 it got back up over 2000, right, Joe? But we weren't selling 20 dollar gold pieces for 2450 or 2430, wherever it is on the website today. So just like you said, oil, well, the, oh, yeah, the price per barrel, the paper oil says it's down there, 70-something dollars. But here comes these these huge, yeah. large yeah. prices. It, things are definitely unhinged, Joe. Being, the inflation skews everybody's views on how this works. It, and, again, I think it's going to uh, get much uglier here. The, I, you know, yesterday I told you those $10 lives were the stone-cold lead pipe lock of the week. I was wrong because today it's even better. $70 less? Ne- that's that's insanity. I've never heard of that. The, and, 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 again, here's the problem. Because guess what? Guess what everyone's going to be buying now? Those $10 pieces, next thing you know, uh, tomorrow, Friday, maybe it's Monday. And next thing you know, those premiums are way above. You, you, this is by far, uh, when you're saving $70 an ounce, that, that's, you gotta go and you gotta get them. Uh, they're $1,180 a piece. So if you bought two of them as an example, right, that's $2,360. A $20 gold piece right now, $2,430. And unfortunately, Jason, it doesn't matter what the spot price is saying anymore. Up, down, it doesn't matter. The price is up. Why? Because everybody's buying. No, and again, here's the problem. In order to get people to sell, what do they do? They got to raise the price. I think the paper prices on almost everything don't make sense to, to the real value of things, Joe. I think things are, something is manipulated very, very much so. I, I think that things are very much controlled. And here's the thing with the stock market being flat for 27 months, you've lost money. You cannot buy this. You can't sell your stocks and buy the same amount of stuff from 2021 to today. You've, you've lost money. The stock market's actually crashing in a, in a way, but it's just not the way that you would normally see it. 
The only th- and here's the thing, Joe. I, I, I'm not an expert on the '70s. I didn't see how markets performed. I haven't looked at the graphs and charts to really get into it. But if I get the feeling that a lot of people were, were experiencing the same thing in the in the mid to late '70s and early '80s when this inflation was roaring, right? And 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 here's the thing: people talk about it, you know, like a, it was a big deal, and it was a big deal. But man, it just seems like you know the news, you know, the heads just. There's just not very much urgency about it now. Right? Well, it's just a fact of life. We have the inflation. It's okay. Go go buy your expensive groceries. You'll be okay, right, Joe? And and most people are just their heads buried in the sand. They just don't get it. And that's just that's a recipe for destruction. This is why some people suffer more than others, Joe, because some people actually look and make smart decisions, and some people aren't looking. They just they don't want to look at it for what it is. Well, they don't want to accept why. Oh, oh, well, they fixed it. They fixed it for a couple of days. Right, and, and they don't want. That's all they. That's it. well, okay. It's I'm not going to worry about it anymore because it was stressing me out. Uh, well, don't be stressed out. If you if you do something about it, then you won't be stressed out anymore. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There, it's not even close. The 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 cheapest gold we have right now, U.S. ten dollar liberties uh, at eleven hundred and eighty dollars. Jason and I were wrapping up. The Patriot Radio News Hour here, final segment of the day. Hang on with us. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason. And uh, we had a caller call and said, hey, can I get a discount if I buy 50 or more? Okay. 50 or more, eleven seventy five. Okay? There you go. I mean... You know, I know it's not a lot, but listen, premiums are high. That's just just what it is. Uh, I gosh, every time I turn around, Muhammad Al Arian. So this is another guy. He's a t. This guy's been coming on the TV for like twenty years. Okay, he's on CNBC and Fox every week. Banking is based fundamentally on trust. It is, right? We're trusting that my money's going to be there. Because like we, you, you know, when you put the money in the bank, you don't own it anymore. You're not the owner of the money. The bank is. Any erosion in trust can and does lead to economic outcomes that were deemed highly unlikely or even unthinkable just a few days earlier. And that's really important because it happens that quickly. Hey, we're on top of it today. All of a sudden, tomorrow rolls around. And Jason, situations that were unthinkable, highly unlikely. Think about before we heard about SVB. What were we talking about? Oh, it's probably going to be quarter point rest of the year. Right? Yep. A few days later, I'm telling you the Fed made a policy mistake by raising rates again. Matter of fact, most people think the Fed has made a policy mistake. And now you have people actually openly questioning Jay Powell's leadership. Jason, that just tells you there's not a lot of, a lot of trust in the banking system right now, and that's a problem. 
I think the policy mistake was 1913, putting the Fed in charge to begin with. How's that? <laughs> I, I, I am still waiting for where are people calling for ending the Fed? We don't need to do this this way. The Treasury could issue debt and not have to pay interest to the Federal Reserve. I mean, we could absolutely do this. And matter of fact, this country has done it before. Uh, you know what was amazing when we didn't have the central bank, Jason? We seemingly didn't have a lot of debt either. Didn't those two things kind of go hand in hand? Yeah, that yeah, interesting. Yeah. We had no, we had no debt or, or, or any significant national debt through the entire century, of the eighteen hundreds, into the early nineteen hundreds. All this debt no came central in after bank. the Federal Reserve put no in. No central bank. No central bank. No central bank meant very little or no debt. You know, and unfortunately, it's you know we'll do we'll do a more historical look on it uh, sometime on one of these shows in the future, but. It's, it's an ongoing battle when it comes to central banks and a sovereign country. And, man, when the bankers are pushing and pushing and pushing, they start with their, their, their individual banks and they, they tie themselves together and, uh, and link themselves together, and then eventually they just push the government. It's like, hey, government, you just crashed again. You crashed. And it's never the government's fault. It's not the people's fault. It's the banking system creates stress to the people who use them. And then it's like, all right, I'm a government stooge, and I don't know how, what you're doing. I guess you can you can do a better job counting the beans than us. So go ahead, and then they just give it to a central bank, and look where we're at now, Joe. We let somebody else count the beans for over 100 years, right? It's it's, it's right. We're in a terrible position. It's time for us to get back and count our own beans, as Jason said. Ten dollar liberties, eleven eighty, fifty or more, eleven seventy five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 